Pam. Welcome to the Punk and the Heavy. I'm Rick Boyer. I'm Russ Phyllis. And we have Spencer sitting here with us. Spencer. Hey, what's going on? Not much. Well, we have Jeff Hughes coming on, the UFC fighter. Here in a little bit, he'll be calling in. But I was informed before we started that Spencer has a story to tell us. I so do. Spence. So last night, Rob and I. I went do not out. know what this is either. Oh, well, last night, Rob and I went and got sushi. And I've only been eating about one meal a day. So that meal goes through me pretty fast. And it's about an hour drive to get back from his house to here. And uh, as I was driving, my stomach started cramping. And I was like, oh, you know what? I don't have that long to go. I can make it. No problem. <laughs> and it gets worse and worse as I get closer to home. I get into the parking lot. And I'm like, okay, I got to hustle. This is now or never. <laughs> and I come up the stairs. I come running up the stairs, running down the hallway, unlock my door. But it was too late. No. I could feel it. It was starting to rear its head when I was making my way down the hallway, but as soon as the door opened, I lost control. Ah, uh, you should have stopped and squeezed it. I there there was no stopping. It was it was <laughs> liquid. It was just flowing oh, out yeah, of me so yeah. hard. And my pants just got super heavy. Did I you go have into a big the, mess to clean up? I did. I went into the bathroom to clean it up and it slid down the short out my shorts and onto the floor so i had to scrub the floor it was a that's shitty time cool. yeah <laughs> i don't know if that's ever happened to anyone a else shitty time have you ever shit your pants not for a while yeah not in a long long time i can't remember i can definitely relate to feeling like you're not gonna make it though yeah it seems like you can like walk around like the living room run outside to the car real quick and you're like yeah. I, gotta, I gotta go but then it'll go but away then, like, yeah but as soon as you see the bathroom door, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> but see, when it, when it goes away, it'll come back twice as hard. And you got to yeah, try even harder to make it yeah, go it away. Does. And I was doing that battle the entire drive home. And I was like, <laughs> trying to keep my sphincter shut. Somehow, <laughs> sometimes I wonder how the fuck a dog does it. When you see a dog that's like stuck in... It, if you're not home all day and it's in the crate, it will not shit in there. And it's like, how did you hold it that long? I don't know. Some dogs are pretty dumb. Yeah, like some. I've had some dogs that as soon as you don't put give them in a crate, they're like, hmm, no, I'm going to shit here. Yeah. Like, dude, what the fuck, man? <clears throat> that is nuts. So, you guys ready for this? Our first interview? I don't really have much to much to say. I'm not in the UFC like you guys are. Yeah. We're yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see the fight. Yeah, I'm excited too. Um But to to close that story, I ended up having to throw out both my underwear and shorts and socks. Good call. And a towel that I had to use to clean it up. Get rid of everything. Good call. Yeah. Did you throw it away, or I would have just set it by the door downstairs? I'd just set it by the door downstairs, and, you know, they can deal with it. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of fucked up. Uh, <laughs> well, such is life, I suppose. Yep. But, dude, when is this? 
fight exactly? We should know this. Oh, my God. September. 12th or 14th. Yes. Watch it be 13th. No, it's not. The <laughs> I'm pumped. It's like three weeks out. I, I think I have to shit. So really? much longer than I said. I think I have to shit. No. September 14th. Bam. Two weeks out. Yeah. That's going to be an insane card. Two weeks out. It's three weeks out. No, yeah. yeah. Three weeks out. I was thinking this was the end it's of August already. Fuck you, Spencer. How about the main event? We had to talk about that. The main event. We're having Jeff card? on. I believe he's. They open the main card. Jeff Hughes and Todd Duffy, right? They are the first fight of the main card. Yes. The main event of that is Donald Cerrone and, and Justin, Justin Gaethje. That's going to be a fight. Wow, I don't know. It's hard to get Gaethje out of there. But yeah. if anybody can do it, it's Donald Cerrone. I know. I'm going to be rooting for Cerrone the whole way. Well, no shit. Everybody roots them. for Cerrone. Yeah, I know. I have, I like Gaethje, too, to a point. Yeah. Who was, what favorite, was Cerrone's like last fight? Him. Cerrone's last fight was Ferguson. Yeah. <clears throat> that was a rough one. Yeah, well, you're fighting that fucking one, Ferguson. Yeah. If, he wouldn't have blown his nose. God. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. It's fucking crazy. Shit. And now they, yeah. like, crack jokes about that when you watch it. Yeah. I forget who it was. It was fighting, man. He was taking some hits. Just don't blow your nose. You know what happens. Yeah. Like, That's going to be an insane fight. Justin, do you think those leg kicks have a big effect on Cerrone? I don't know. Do you, think you don't that? see somebody really come at him with leg kicks. You do, but usually when if they're hitting Cerrone with a leg kick, they're getting hit. He makes you pay for them. Yeah. But whew, it only takes so many, especially with Justin Gaethje throwing him. This it will depends be good. on who you are, though. If that was me, one leg kick, I'd probably be like, okay, like I gotta take a break. If there's one fight that we can guarantee isn't gonna hit the ground, it's this one. <laughs> <laughs> probably. So, what do you think of the beer, Spence? I haven't tried it yet. So I bought Barat Spence this beer. It's called 420 Strain by Sweetwater. It is pretty delicious. I oh, haven't man. tried it yet. No, that, that was my warm. first sip. Oh, that's cold. What do you mean, ooh, man? It's just, that's a lot of hops. Yeah, it is. It's a hoppy beer. But, um, what? so are we good for Wednesday? Next, yeah, this Wednesday so. coming up, yeah. Wednesday night? Yeah, I don't see yeah. why we wouldn't be. We Put this one I mean, tonight. We can figure it out. Wednesday. Yeah, we'll have another one out Wednesday night. Should be the season finale. What? The season finale. Be oh, 10. Episodes. Are we counting this as an episode? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, it's episode nine. I got to get my mic brought up here. Everything's situated. Now, keys on the table. yeah, we need to I get the Instagram you. account started. Twitter, I mean. That's all on you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's up. 
we're gonna get it going more. Get into that. We I'm need to hire gonna... people. We need to hire a <laughs> social media group. I'm not big that one. That guy time. on that podcast community that started that Ohio podcasting. He's yeah, he's with media. um. Maybe one of you guys could have your old ladies yeah. do it. They could. Run I would talk to mine about it. She's yeah, she would do it. But I yeah, I don't know shit about Twitter. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I'll make her. Uh, it don't right take right a second. I sound like I'm fucking 60. All kinds of stuff up on I don't understand this Twitter talk. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't use it. That's what happens when you wish we could go back to MySpace. <sighs> yes. Yeah, we'll go back to that again. You don't want to go back to MySpace? Fuck yeah, we do. I feel like we as brought this up. you click on somebody's like page, we did. Yeah. We brought it up on the last one. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Something about clicking on somebody's page. I like, yeah. And a song starts playing. God, I and know. And right then and there, you could be like, this guy could definitely be my friend. This chick's yeah. cool. Whatever. If it's a shitty song, you're like, fuck that person. Yeah. I don't want to talk to them. Oh, man. Imagine, do you remember meeting like women? You meet some chick and you go on her page and it's just like some emo shit and Dying fetus uh, playing in the I background. Like, oh You're like, oh my god! I thought god. she was so much cooler than There's that. There's red flags everywhere. My <laughs> sister, when she had a MySpace, this was the song that would play. Uh, when she would don't get us sued. You're, no, we're not gonna get sued. You're gonna get us kicked off YouTube. We're not on YouTube. Oh, okay, <laughs> I think we're alright. <laughs> by a guy called Dot Dot Curve. It's a terrible, terrible song. It sounds terrible. Spencer, already. you were probably fucking joining MySpace the last week of it. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is from <laughs> this is from the album Your Ears Will Bleeping Bleed. That's literally what it's called. I think you guys will like the song. And did he even say fucking bleed? This is what would play when you go to her profile. I would not talk to this person. It's just so good. But wait, wait till the, wait till the chorus comes in. You know what's crazy though? It sounds like Broken Side, and I like Broken Side. I I don't hate it. <laughs> what is that? I'm intrigued. You caught my attention. Oh, no. It sounds like Broken Side. Yeah. I don't. And it's weird. <laughs> It backfired not, on Spence. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> no. not big, I'm not big on rap, and I'm not big on screamo, but yeah. for some reason, I like Broken Side, which is almost like they've got a, like a lot of like rap beats. Electronica. Yeah. And then they like scream rap. And I don't know what it is about it that I'm like, this is so horrible. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Why don't you like my music? I don't know. I just can't get into it. I don't mind. I'm going to be honest. Well, after this, we'll promote it some. What is it? Put it out there. Your new album. Uh, the new album's Emotion Detector. I've got a couple albums out now on various streaming platforms just under my name, Spencer Crosser. By Spencer Crosser. Yeah. Most recent thing was the Mr. Crosser EP. It's a introspective album, kind of looking back on my life in certain situations that I wish I would have done differently or handled differently. Do you need oh, a Pepsi? Shit. Oh, I got a body armor. Well, that's good. You're learning that early. I'm hooked on these things. In case nobody knows, Spence is 21. Yep. 
a young motherfucker. Just a baby. <laughs> He's brought me into a lot of beers. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but. Or ID. Well, in the meantime, I'm gonna find a charger for my phone. Um, you don't have you watched have the Chernobyl? Oh. Charged. I was gonna say Chernobyl. Jesus. I, know, I, I was just listening to everything. Gonna reach. You're listening to the setup of an interview. Yes. <laughs> It'll be all right. There's a new fucking show on Netflix called Into the Dark with a, a blind I lady. I don't know that one. You got to check it out. Oh, my God. Speaking of Netflix, do you remember the Steubenville rape? Yeah. Yeah. There's a documentary on Netflix about it now. It was actually pretty good. There's a Dr. But, Phil episode on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember listening the only time I liked listening to Mo. The only time I ever agreed with him. Yeah, I'd like I to know what he looks he's like. A f- he's a fat piece of shit. We went there. I don't. I don't care. No, <laughs> he's never gonna hear me. He Is he still know around? Who I am. Yeah, you don't uh, know that. We could blow up tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be all right. Skeletons falling out of the closet Bring anywhere. Before you know it, I'm paying three different women. To- <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. That happened 20 years ago. Well, no, because I would have been fucking 10. But, but yeah. Anyways, that was the only time I remember <laughs> listening to him and agreeing with him. Spencer just staring at me. I'm just in shock. Nah, I'm just saying that's usually what happens. Oh, is it? People get famous. Yeah. Is that what you happened to Matt Lauer? The next thing you know, you're snorting coke off a stripper's asshole. Yeah. And snores. With no regrets. Uh, Russell. No yeah. regrets. <laughs> what about me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. What do you think, Spence? Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's just going to be written on Spence's gravestone. Yeah. Just a guy yeah. holding up one hand, not even both. Not that not that much effort. Just like, eh. Just shrug <laughs> of the shoulders. What do you think? Eh. Uh, yeah. I'm going to watch it again. I'm actually going to hire some guy to stand on my grave and just hold a sign that says, eh. I'm not going to have a proper gravestone. How about I brought up an idea, an invention of talking gravestones. Did I ever tell you that? Don't steal that, people. Do they have that? Where you can go to a gravestone and it says a message or like a bunch of messages. Like where you can actually have it where they're standing in front. It's like, get off me. But it's that person's voice. That'd be fucking hilarious. Yeah. That'd be weird. Could you imagine walking pre-recorded before you die? Yeah. Could you imagine walking through a cemetery, especially when it first comes out and it's like a wild, wild west of cemetery audio, like "Hey, fat ass!" Like when it's walking <laughs> over. <laughs> They'd eventually have to stop that shit because of political correctness. <laughs> I still can't believe I shit my pants yesterday. Like, oh. it was just such a weird moment. I was like, "Did I really yeah, do that's that?" Nuts. I'd say it happens to the best of us, but. I, I bet the last the time The Rock shit himself, he was <laughs> <laughs> carrying a Rattler, whatever they're called. <laughs> I'm sure I have, but I don't remember. That is nuts. At least she wasn't working. No, thank God. <laughs> I'll we're tell we're you, with Rob. Bad. Imagine that falling Did out you of your tell pants. tell Rob about it? No. You'd have a trail of we his route. Get, 
We should get him on here right after we talk to Jeff, and we'll tell him about it. God. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'll call him after the phone interview, and we can see what happens. He may not pick up, though. <laughs> yeah, how about uh, we got one of the puppies back? Why? What happened? Uh, the guy told us that she chewed up his couch. That happens. It's a puppy. Yeah, it happens. I know. Yeah. It's a puppy. Puppies chew on stuff. It's like, you didn't give me a it's fucking like trained I, I puppy? Give, him, I give, him, give her all kinds of toys. She just doesn't want them. She, just, she chews on everything else. I'm thinking the way like she came back playing with the puppy that we kept, she didn't get along with the dog that he already had. Mm. So, I don't know. Either way. All right, care. folks. Here we go. Uh, Rick, here we go. I'm answering now. Go right for it. Hello. 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 Hi, Jeff. This is uh, Rick Boyer and Spent or um, Russell from the Punk and the Hippie. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. We got um, Jeff Hughes with us from the UFC. How's your Sunday going? Uh, pretty good, actually. Uh, relaxing. Had a pretty crazy night last night, so. Uh, just kind of relaxing all day. No oh, shit. Care to talk about it? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, how's training been going? Uh, really good. Uh, you know, we did uh, Stipe's camp, training camp, and then uh, I got right into mine. So, like, I was already in pretty good shape going into mine. And now, I mean, we got about two two weeks left of hard training, and then we wind down. Hell yeah, man. That's glad to hear. Um I'd ask about injuries, but I'm sure you don't want to wouldn't want to talk about it anyways. But it's glad to hear it's going good. Yeah, no, I'm I'm 100% healthy right now too, which is very surprising for a training camp. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I seen that in a recent interview, you said you're a teacher's aide for math, seventh and eighth grade. Yeah, uh, it's sixth grade this year. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I was wondering. Has any like anything you learned from fighting carried over to your teaching methods? Uh man, yeah, actually it has. Uh patience. You know, you're not going to you're not going to figure out a move the first time you do it. You're not, you know, you're not going to figure out how to uh teach a kid how to do something the first time either. So, you know, it's it's it it just goes along with anything in life, really. You just have to uh keep trying and figuring out what works. Is that a big part of the fighting? Like, you know, trying to be a couple moves ahead of your opponent, like, like in a chess game almost. Yeah. And it, it's funny. Cause, uh, me and my, my one coach, I'm real, I'm real close with Steve. He, uh, we say like amateur MMA, which everybody usually starts as an amateur is more like checkers where it's like, you go, I go, you go, I go. Yeah. And like, and pro MMA and the, you know, is more like chess is it's like, you know, you, you got to think three, four moves ahead. So it's uh it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to think that quickly on my feet, having some guy about to pound the shit out of me and figure out a way around <laughs> it. It's a, a lot of it's instinct and it's just muscle memory and, you know, drill. I've been doing it for, since I was 17 years old, I'm 31 now. So it's just like, it comes second nature. Wow. What was it that got you into MMA in the first place? 
Um, I started wrestling in high school uh, real late. I just – my dad gave me two options. I Actually, I got cut from the basketball team, and he gave me two options. I can go find another sport to play or I can go find a job. So I worked for like, I don't know, maybe two weeks, and I said, this sucks. So <laughs> I went I went out for the wrestling team, and I actually ended up being – uh, pretty good at it and made it to districts my first year. And then I just stuck with it. And then, oh, you know, shit. when it was time to be done with wrestling, uh, I didn't want to be done. So I was like, man, I got to figure something else out. And I, I was starting to get into, I was starting to get back into the UFC a lot. Um, cause I liked it when I was a little bit younger. Um, and then it started getting a little bit more popular when I got into it. And I just happened to get lucky and found a, a place right by the, the apartment I was living at when I was 17 and it all kind of worked out. So it was, it was a very gradual thing. Like you, you, uh, you were seeking other opportunities to continue fighting and whatever respect that may be. I'm sorry. Um, let me rephrase that question. So like you didn't just jump right into UFC thinking like, Oh yeah, this is. Yeah. What... You were a wrestler first. Yeah, yeah, I wrestled first. How much of but, a... Uh, oh, sorry to cut you ahead. off. No, go ahead. How much of an MMA fan are you? You said you watched it. Uh, me and at least Russell here, we're pretty hardcore fans, and you get into well, it a lot? <laughs> yeah, I would, especially, I'm saying, especially like 06, 07, 00, you know, all the way through. Uh, then I was like the biggest fan, but now there's just so many so many events to keep up on and so many names and, and like, I mean, I'm still a huge fan and, and I will, once I got to the UFC, I started watching less as weird as that sounds. I, that's weird because I've heard TJ Dillashaw say the same thing. And I mean, me, I'm just a fan, but to hear fighters say they don't even watch, like they barely watch it. It blows my mind. Yeah. yeah it's uh, I mean, I'll watch and I, I still get excited. It's like, I, I still get, you know, when Stipe fought last week, and of course I was on a watch, but like, oh, even when uh, a couple other guys, you know, I get excited. I still fanboy out. Like, uh, I just happened to fight this this up-and-coming fight. I fight on the card with, like, my favorite fighter, so, uh, and that's Cowboy Cerrone. Oh, so hell yeah. That's a, yep. Yeah. I was going to say so that. I got but... really excited when I was on that one. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to stay and watch that one. So you have a few where you'll watch every single one of their fights. Yeah, for sure. Um, what what fight for yourself excites you the most in your division? Like, is there a certain person if that if you if they asked you who you want to fight, you would pick? Yeah, um, man. Just just from being a fan for so long, uh, I think my dream fight would be uh, Andre Arlovsky. Oh yeah, that's a good yeah, one. So. I really wanted, you know, and I don't mean any disrespect by that, by that. Uh, I, he seems like an awesome dude and he was like such a, a great champion, but, uh, man, that was just always, I was always like trying to mimic him when I was younger, like 17, 18 year old fighter, not knowing what he was doing, but I was, I was watching him religiously, you know? Yeah. Oh so that yeah. That'd be fun. Or somebody like a Mark Hunt, another guy that I'm you know, is like one of my heroes. I mean, he's not, he's no longer, I think he retired, but, you know, yeah. that'd be another dream fight. Yeah, I think his last fight was his, well, last. But, yeah, that, uh, if, where do you see yourself in your career in, like, three years? If you, um, 
Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, never mind. If just where do you see yourself in three years? Like, where do you want to be? Oh, man, I would like to be at the top in three years. That would be great. Um, I don't know, man. I, I want to definitely make a living off of this. And, you know, I, I made it to the the place to do it. You know, there's nowhere higher to go than the UFC. So no. I think, um, you know, I want to make good money and make sure my family's taken care of. And, and uh, man, hopefully in the top 10 at least by – in three years from now hopefully i'm still fighting you know <laughs> yeah that, oh yeah that's why i said three i mean two seems short i mean what is that two three fights you know what i mean in two years four what would you like yeah. to fight if if you could two fights a year three fights oh man i would fight every weekend if you let me um i don't know probably uh, four fights the max i think four or five fights would be uh, especially at heavyweight. Yeah. So I'd say three to four would probably be like the, the magic number. Yeah. That'd be good. That's pretty, I mean, you don't see a lot of heavyweights doing that. Do you get much resistance from your family or more, more support, you know, for your uh, career choice to pursue fighting? <laughs> it was funny because when I was, I was younger, they all thought it was a fad and like, they thought it was just like I'm, they're like, "What the hell are you doing? Getting in a cage, fighting grown men?" Oh, he'll <laughs> he'll grow out of it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I was I, I started my very first fight. I was like 19, you know. So I'm fighting oh, these grown men. I'm 19 years old, <laughs> and then I just I just kept winning, and they're like, they finally just accepted it, and then I ended up winning. You know, I turned pro, and that's when they knew I was serious, and I won a, a world championship and they're like oh th okay we get it yeah <laughs> you're the real deal we'll, yeah. we'll let you do this that's awesome yeah bro. Yeah. yeah but they've uh, you know they, they were a little they they were just they still get worried they're you know sure they, especially my sisters and my mom like they get it but like my older sister she uh she's almost got kicked out of a couple of fights uh, wow! Trying to, <laughs> trying to jump in the cage you know she's yeah. crazy you know? so they watch you fight they uh, yeah, they do. They don't go to the fights anymore. They haven't been to the fights in quite some time because, you know, I haven't fought in Ohio in three, four years. So, but when I was on the regional scene, I, they still would come to the fights once in a while and they'd watch it on TV if it was on TV. That's awesome. Um, yeah. What? I've always wondered as a fight fan, you hear, I've heard George St. Pierre say it in a lot about, like, there's times during training camp or just in between fights where you're really you have a good positive mindset and you have a lot of motivation, but then there's times where you're on the opposite end. Um, what I always wondered what personally pulls you out of that? Or, I mean, are you positive all the time? You know what I mean? What I'm trying to yeah, say, like no. unsure. Man, there's, there's no, there's no way you can possibly be positive all the time. Uh, I, uh, man, to be completely honest with you, it's like, especially fight camp, you have a lot of ups and downs, the roller coaster. Uh, what usually gets me out of a funk, like I can go through a two week funk of just feeling like you're not doing anything right. Everything is, you're, you're tired and you have no idea why you're getting tired halfway through the, the second round or whatever. Um, what gets me out of that is like a good training session. Like if I, okay, if I go in there with a good mindset and I have a great sparring session and then I have a good cardio session. 
or whatever. And then like, I just build from there. So like, for instance, I had a really good, had a really bad sparring session on Monday, this past Monday, but like Tuesday was a good wrestling day. And the rest of the week, it just followed every day was kick ass. So, you just make up um, for it in camp. Yeah. Yeah. You just, uh, you, you, you're, especially my coaches, man, my coaches are world-class. They're the best coaches in the world. So they evaluate almost every single day. And, and like my coaches know me so well, they, they can tell what's going on. And like my, I, I work with a strength conditioning coach and he's pretty much a nutritionist too. So like he saw what was going on and he told me to change one thing and the rest, you know, ever since then I've been great. So, yeah. That's, I mean, there's definitely half, you definitely have to have confidence in your gym too. And your coaches when you guys have the heavyweight title, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. You know, these, these guys, like, I know a lot of people say, and they, they probably truly believe they have the best coaches in the world, but I absolutely 100% know I have the best coaches in the world. They know this game in and out. I'm Yeah. Um, just a side note, was was Stipe going with the liver shot in, what, the third, fourth round, third round he started that? Was that fourth, a, ga yeah, a game round. plan, or was that just instinct where he just yeah, felt yeah, it? I, and I talked to him about it, and he said he saw, he saw it, and it's funny uh, – he dropped me with one of those in, in sparring probably, I don't know, six weeks ago or so. Oh, and it God. just caught me off guard. It, uh, you know, he goes to the body real well. And usually they don't, you know, they don't hurt me too bad. Um, but this one, man, it was just perfect. And that was the same exact one he hit uh, DC with the very last time. I do not know how <laughs> DC was keeping a straight face because oh, I would have I cried. <laughs> yeah they they hurt uh yeah he said i asked him i was like man what what made you go to that and he just said uh he threw the one it worked and, and dc didn't have an answer for it they they kind of talked like a couple days before the fight uh the coaches in sipe and and you know they, that was that was kind of like one of those last minute hey if he does this let's try this and it, and it man it worked and he got his belt back because that, of it that's fucking amazing that's amazing yeah. oh yeah I, I was pumped to see that I told you all week he was going to win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Oh, he was uh, talking to me. Yeah, I was talking shit to Rick. Because oh. I told him oh. all, all week before the fight, I told him Stipe was going to beat DC. Oh, somebody was a DC fan. No, no. <laughs> I love them both, but it's just I expected the first fight again, but I was amazed. I mean, I'm happy to see DC or uh, Stipe yeah. win. Um, I, I, I did a couple of interviews, and I said that uh, – you know, Stipe is definitely going to win. But after the fight, uh, I said, he, that was, wasn't the best Stipe we've ever seen. That was the best DC we've ever seen. And, and Stipe still won. You know what I mean? Like he started that's, off real flat and that's just unlike him. That's a good fucking point. Yeah, that is. And yeah. Why is he apologizing for that dance at the end? I love that shit. <laughs> I just yeah, seen I, that. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I think he, like, just blacked out. He was so happy. Yeah. And he just did I it. laughed when I, I saw that. And nothing embarrasses him until, it, like, he, he'll do anything, and then and then he'll feel bad about it. And it's like, I think he felt bad because, like, I don't know. He, I don't know. He's just a, like, super low-key guy, and, like, you know, he just knocked out the dude and took his belt. So he almost seen it. I'm oh, sorry. He almost seen it a showboating. Yeah, he almost all. I'm probably. I mean, I didn't ask him, but I'm. Sure, I'm sure he probably sees it as like disrespectful or something. And he's, you know, he's such a respectful guy. Yeah, I mean, there was. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, what's been your most personal fight? Did it help or hinder you? 
most what personal personal yeah, yeah like what fight in your career have is there one that you took really personal um yeah man it was uh it was against john hawk and i think it was like my fifth or sixth pro fight um we were we're actually friends and we've trained uh together and before i came to strong style where i'm at now he was at strong style so it was kind of you know funny story they uh you know they they were coaching him to beat me and now they're coaching me so really <laughs> um, yeah and it was just like a pride thing with me it was like he was the top besides stipe which was already in the ufc the regional scene uh john hawk was like the number one dude around for years and i wanted that spot and i knew the only way to take that spot was to beat him and and i did i put on a uh, you know i didn't I didn't stop him because he's such a tough dude, but I put on a clinic, you know, I, I barely got touched and I, you know, it was probably one of my better performances as a, when I was a young pro. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Um, so y you use that. It helped you, you would say like with it being yeah. personal, you get the motivation from that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's, there's a couple fights that like, it's hard to get motivated for, or, or whatever but like yeah that was that was one of them that was like i can't lose this is like it all comes down to this like if he beats me then i'll never i'll never get that spot and i can never make it to the ufc yeah like yep it's do or die yeah it was, it was a very do or die like mindset that whole camp well, um how do you feel about the level of trash talk that the level it's gotten to an mma um I think it's good for the fans because some some people like it, but like I'm not about it. You're not, no. Uh, so you're not a big no, fan of Connor. No, he seems very classy. No, I, I, I love Connor. I, I think it's hilarious, and I, I enjoy it as a fan. But like as, as a personal, like you know, you can say whatever you want about me, but like don't you dare talk about my family because like yeah, I think then it becomes personal, and then I won't even wait till we get in the cage. I'll just I'll just jump you in the back. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> Hell yeah. So. so like it's just there's a, I think there's a fine line you know of entertainment and then getting then crossing that line because like I've seen it a couple times like people taking it too far and you're like you're like dude that that it's not even it's not even cool anymore you're just making you're just making yourself look like an ass yeah yeah at the end of the I've I've seen it backfire I mean I think Connor's done that a couple times where he's might have said something or did something where it almost backfired like he went too far. Yeah, yeah, and and everybody's trying to keep up with him. You know, he set the bar so high on the trash talk, and like, there's a lot of people trying to like mimic it, and I'm just not one of them. Yeah, it almost has to come to you naturally, though. Yeah, <laughs> like that Jeremy Stevens know. thing. Who the fuck is that guy? That was like so instinct. It seemed like. Yeah, and I think those are the best ones too. The ones that that don't seem like he had a writer write them down. The ones that just come in, you know, very. Yeah. very quick you know witty too you know i think those ones are the best yeah um <laughs> you said with your upcoming fight just to let everybody know you're fighting todd duffy um on september 14th i believe yes um it seems like and you said yourself that you feel like you're being overlooked and how much motivation are you getting from that oh super super motivated for this fight um you know, like I said, I've been a fan forever, and I've I've watched I've watched Todd Duffy from when he was like 25, 26 years old. Um, 
and he was a wrecking machine when he first came came onto the scene and and then he kind of faded away and i i guess he's trying to make a comeback and he thinks i'm the easy fight to make a comeback to because i mean that's the only thing i can think of that's what it yeah it seems like they're trying to say but personally for me and i mean i got to bring it up he hasn't fought since 2015 and i know in 2010 or 11 i can't remember maybe 2010 he got approved for trt now with you saw the do you think you're going to see a different fighter? Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think so. I mean, you, that happens a lot when you see other other high level fighters uh, that were their ones on that. I mean, look at you know Vitor Belfort, and, yeah. and, and I mean, you know, nothing against these guys. No, if, if it was legal, it was legal, and you know, whatever. Uh, I mean, I don't see a. A, a purpose for it in the sport but for whatever reason they did and and now they they don't so i could be wrong i'm i mean i'm not sure but even when he was approved then he's not allowed to take it now right yeah no nobody's allowed to take anything that's why a lot of these guys don't look the same as they did yeah yeah, yeah. um now in the UFC, it seems like a lot of fights are getting made over Twitter or Instagram, and it's call them, outs. yeah, call-outs, them kind of um, agreeing to fight each other. So after you win, do you have somebody specific you want to call out? No, and I've said this before. Like, I won't ever call anybody out in the ring after a fight, you know, if I win a fight, because I, to me it's just like uh, – it's disrespectful to your opponent. And when it comes down to it, this is, uh, it's a martial art and it's about respect. So like, I would never do that. Now, if they came to me and said, Hey, who do you want to fight a, B or C? And I'd be like, okay, then I get to pick. Or like, if they even offered like, Hey, who do you want to fight next? You know, behind the scenes, I have no problem saying that, but like on camera and I don't know, I just don't, I'm, I don't think it's like, it's cool. You just beat a dude that worked his butt off and, to me, it's just kind of disrespectful. Okay, so you're, you're really looking, thinking on to the next one, you know? Yeah, you're looking at it as an honor, at the honor aspect of it. Yeah, like I'm all about giving a hug and, and, and drinking a beer afterwards with my opponent. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. I've heard Chael Sonnen say, and like I said, this is just coming from a fan, but he believed you should always have somebody to call out to get the ball rolling, or I don't know exactly why, but and I didn't know just how you stood on that. Yeah, I mean, it's a great tactic because, I mean, you see some of these guys get thrown into bigger fights than they probably should be in because they call that person out. And, you know, every the cool thing there for a minute was everybody to call out Greg Hardy, you know? Yeah. And, and and you know, how that worked out? One guy got the fight. No, Nobody else got the fight besides the one guy that was calling him out. You know, there was many guys calling him out. So it's like, yeah, is it is it a waste of energy? I think so. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see that fight, even Greg Hardy. I'm not the biggest Greg <laughs> Hardy fan. <laughs> I, I don't know who is. I, I had no idea who likes that guy. <laughs> Dana White, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, if he keeps knocking, you know, these these guys out. Like, no, he, he fought a legit fighter his last fight. I, I'll give him that. But, man, he, yeah. hasn't, he hasn't fought too many good guys yet. So. No. No, he hasn't. I mean, I'm I'm sure it'll come where he does, and he's gonna run stopped. into somebody, and, and then the real Greg Hardy's gonna come out. Yeah, 
right. Uh, you know, we've seen you have a podcast, uh, Jeff and Mark's Untitled Podcast, Jam Up. Yep. Uh, you big? Yeah. Are you a big podcast listener? Yeah, I li- actually, uh, I can't fall asleep without listening to podcasts at night. It's oh. it's weird. I used to be a TV watcher while I go to bed, but my my fiance, she has to have it pitch dark. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I listen to that's when I listen to my podcast when I'm laying in bed. It usually takes me a half hour, forty five minutes. Oh, same here. Who do you uh, li- who's who's your regulars? Who do you listen to? I listen to a lot of like old pro wrestling ones. So like, uh, uh Steve like, Austin uh, podcast. I do once in a while, and then like, uh, like the Bruce Pritchard show. I like that one. Um, and Eric Bischoff show. Oh, I didn't know Eric Bischoff had a podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah he does one with uh, Conrad Thompson, which does one with Bruce Pritchard, and then he also does one with Jim Ross now. Now, is he like? I think Steve Austin kind of works with. Well, Stone Cold kind of works with WWE on his podcast. Is is Eric Bischoff more open? Like, will he get? more honest yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah they are uh yeah eric's really they they talk all all wcw so like he's 100 percent open i haven't really because he just recently came back to the wwf or wwe sorry um he just recently came back so like i haven't really noticed a difference but i'm sure if they don't like something he says they're gonna let him know about it yeah that's how it seems to go or they don't allow the wrestlers on there i'm a big uh i was a big wrestling fan myself but i think everybody our generation was a big wrestling fan back yeah i was a i was a wwf guy so once they, they switched uh, to wwe i started to fade away yeah same here i was yeah. i big like in a 90s attitude era and yep yep that was the time we all grew up you know that was like the coolest thing ever on tv so like yeah yeah uh, man, i i I've watched it since I've been like four. So I think <laughs> everybody in the world. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody in the world had a stone cold t-shirt. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had multiple. Yeah. I had like a, a life-size poster on my wall. Of stone cold. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, What'd you think of CM Punk? Man, that was, that was so bad. <laughs> yeah. I get it, man. It, you got, you put people in there to sell pay-per-views, but like, I don't know. It was, it just probably wasn't, uh, Dude, dude could have got hurt. I mean, Mickey yeah. Hall was legit. And then I did, found him a guy that wasn't legit. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that until the fight. And then I heard Rogan saying he's a brown belt. And I was like, oh, my God. Why would they do that? Yeah. yeah. I was yeah, like, they, th- they, they found him on the, uh, that, uh, I can't remember what it's called, Dana White's looking for a fight or something like that. They, like, go around and checking out, like, local regional shows. Yeah. And then if they like somebody, they sign them. And that's how they found him. And I was like, he's a killer just waiting to get in the UFC. And then you're going to feed him to a guy that has no experience. Yeah. I wonder if they thought it would go that way. Maybe, maybe they thought it wouldn't. I don't know. I think they absolutely thought it was going to go that way. Really? Yeah. They kind of set him up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, last question, and this is more for us. We're newer, um, newer at podcasting and interviews is there anything specific when you get interviewed that's annoying or pisses you off like maybe Uh, they're not prepared asking the same questions no really no because like if i don't talk to a guy like he has no idea what i've been asked you know unless he's looked at every other interview or whatever so like nothing really bothers me um yeah I mean, this has been a good one because usually, usually though, it's like more or less half of it's talking about Stipe. 
Yeah, and, yeah, I see that. I, I wanted to talk to you more. Like, yeah, yeah. You know? and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Like, I, I love stupid to death, but like sometimes they they're like they'll ask me so many questions about them. Like, I just want to be like, you know, you guys can ask him too, right? You yeah. Have a phone. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, it was so, nice talking to you, and hopefully after you win, we get to talk to you again. Absolutely, man. And we'll be rooting for you, man. Oh yeah. I appreciate it. Talk to you later. Yep. Bye. Bye. So yeah, yeah was, uh, I'm, I'm just holding that amazing. in for so Jeff long. Lights out, Hughes. <clears throat> that was amazing. He's a really cool fucking dude. Hell yeah, he is. I'm definitely gonna be rooting for him. Yeah, September 14th. That's somebody you could sit down and talk to while watching the fight. I know. I feel like we could have probably talked to him for another hour about all kinds of random shit. Yeah. Oh, I wanted yeah. to ask him what he thought about Ben Askren. Oh. Ooh. Everybody was gonna be like. That was awful, but it looked amazing. That was fucking. I still make fun of that at home yeah. with the wife. But that's insane. Like <laughs> anybody that knows me knows I'm very picky with who I watch the fights with. I'm not going to. I used to go to B Dubs, but I like or where I watch them. Like I've only watched them at my house or Russell's house. Yeah. Like literally. I know. And you've only made it over to my house to watch the fights once. I think that's the last time we <laughs> bought a fight, wasn't it? No, the last time was when I went camping a couple weeks ago, yeah. and I was going to where you come to mind, but I couldn't watch them until Sunday. And I wasn't yeah. invited. <clears throat> I watched them Sunday Sunday afternoon. I had to keep my You're phone You're always on. more than welcome. But start watching them. He seems like something. <laughs> start watching them, and then the worst thing, just yell at one of us and be like, hey, where are we watching the fucking fights this weekend? Yeah. I don't work with you guys if you, anymore. If you're not into you fighting. on Facebook. Yeah, we're still friends. If yeah. you're not into fighting, it's because you haven't watched fighting. Anybody and their fucking mother enjoys a good fight. Picture you're at Giant Eagle, and you look over in the bread aisle, and some bitch is punching another bitch. You are not going to turn, right? You're going to stare at that Fuck and be like, no. what's going on? Pull out my phone and be gonna, like, check out what's happening. I'm going to deadbolt in there and break it up and say violence is not the answer. Oh, my Bullshit. God. You, you feminist motherfucker. <laughs> How does that? <laughs> no, I don't know. If you have a woman, you're automatically feminist. <laughs> no. Oh, man. But, um, listen, it's damn near 9 o'clock. It's Sunday. I three oh, kids shit, to yeah. help put to bed. Got school tomorrow. We got work. I might call off. No, it's a no, four-day we weekend. Yeah. Four-day weekend this oh, week. Oh, man, yeah, we Fuck are. Yeah. But I love everybody. Uh, thank you again, Jeff. Uh, everybody listening, I fucking love you. Talk to you Wednesday. Oh, yeah.